What's up, everybody? Welcome to Alphabet's <clears throat> Podcast Thursday Nights. Chris, how are you doing? I am super duper fab. I'm ultra mega fabulous. <laughs> ultra mega fabulous. Huh? Super duper ultra mega fabulous is. Okay. That's how I am doing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Hope everyone else is having a good day and hope you have a good rest of the night. We're going to, we got the Karis Project. We got Keisha and Dale on tonight. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, before we get to it, before we get to it, we're just going to, y'all can go to mypillow.com slash alphabets. If you want to use the MyPillow promo code alphabets, they got the MyPillow 2.0, buy one, get one free, still going. All season slipper sale, closeout sale, 25 bucks with the promo code. They got the overstock sale, still up to 80% off. There's a lot of stuff on here, up to 80% off on the men's and women's sleepwear. The body pillow, 50 bucks with the promo code. Go ahead, check it out. It's all going to a good cause. And mypillow.com slash alphavets. Yeah. And um, just real quick for those just rolling in, rolling in. Uh, Going to be doing some interviews. Actually, I got interviews lined up for, uh, we're going to do something a little different. I'm bringing a lot of interviews to locals. So if you want to see um, these interviews that i'm conducting you can hit that join button and and it'll bring it to locals and they'll be posted on there for locals exclusive and yeah other than that we will still be here obviously nothing will change here you'll still have the normal content like always but i'm just adding on to what's going on i've already conducted one one interview will be aired tomorrow morning at 9 a.m on locals it's a very good one. I had Jeff Richfield on today, and he was he he was one cool dude. I'll put I'm it excited. that way. I'm he excited to see that one. Very cool guy. Very cool guy. So if you guys want to go check that out, highly appreciate it. Yeah. Chris, you got anything yeah, else man. you want to say before? No, no, man. Let's let's do it. All right. All right. <clears throat> Please welcome. We got Keisha and Dale. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing? We're Fabulous. doing good. We're doing good. Uh, we we met uh, Keisha and Lauren down in the Reawaken America tour. Uh, it's good to meet you. So it's it's good to meet you, Dale. It's good to see you. Um, Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. Heard you guys. Uh, you guys have been through a lot. You started. You started uh, the the Caris project. There's a lot you guys are doing uh, to bring not only exposure but uh accountability to a lot of different things and the caris project in general how did this how did this go about starting well, well i guess um oh yeah go ahead dad well i guess it started out of i mean a lot of things happened like getting tortured and trafficked um for presenting evidence of uh treason against Canada and the United States, which started out in Canada uh, through a distribution um, method of a biological weapon that was designed to look like a random out outbreak, which is an act preparatory to living war. It was done through okay. the engineering controls for COVID in a very clever manner, which uh, exists still today. And so then Keisha can go about the rest, but that's what got it started. She'll tell the rest because Starting the Karis project was really her baby. Okay. Okay. Uh the floor is yours, Keisha. Dad said uh we had a lot of torture and persecution in Canada for what we were exposing. And I figured that I might as well make a you know a, a podcast kind of for people who are suffering the same things as my sister and my family. So I named it after my sister, actually. Her name is Karis. And uh, my dad can explain her name a little bit more, but I thought it was uh, pretty fitting. And um, so anybody who's uh, who suffered from the crimes exacerbated from the COVID pandemic, like losing their homes, um, you know, losing their children, forcefully vaccinated, having a family member who had died from that, um, you know, anything, losing their jobs, things like that. Uh, we give them a voice to speak on our podcast and things like that. And I hope that eventually, if my sister ever saw it, she would know that we're still fighting for her and we love her and things like that. So, yeah. Absolutely. 
that's uh that's uh, a a lot to have happen especially I, I know you talked about uh daily talks about like the torture and stuff like this and i know case you talked a little bit about it with in regards to being trafficked and all that i'm not sure what you're comfortable with sharing um but um if if you want to tell your side of the story your story about what happened you're more than welcome to i'm not sure how you feel about that or anything along those lines so you just let me know yeah, perhaps maybe we should look at my dad's story. It'll make a little bit more sense if he starts, and then, uh, and then I'll explain kind of what happened from there. Because it's kind of because of the research that he did. So, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it really boils down to. Um, I did an engineering report when I found the guidelines that didn't work um, for the aerosol generating medical procedures. Um, the way that they were set out was it was that it would create a bunch of random failures that you couldn't account for. So you get an unknown number of failures in an unknown number of systems, which is just a nightmare, right? And it was done because everything was set up wrong because of a bad set of instructions that were impossible to use. Engineering is an applied science. So when you see a formula, it actually represents something that worked in the real world based on the principles of the materials that you're dealing in physics and so forth all this testing was done before they actually got to any of that stuff so when they take a formula that works and they break it it's not going to work and they had to actually provide justification except there was none freedom of information requests were pulled and i actually ended up finding what the original documentation looked like and it made sense because they had a portion of it missing and so what it would do is exactly what I said it would do. It would create an unknown number of failures and an unknown number of systems that you couldn't account for. So this allows you to distribute a biological weapon and make it look like a random outbreak. It can be naturally occurring. You're just going to spread disease more and facilitate it spread. It doesn't matter. Um, so the existence of that is impossible to occur by chance because engineering is a science that you you, you can't do that. It's applied. You had to make sure that it did something before you actually did it. And when you took something that worked and broke it, well, I mean, there's no justification for it. It's impossible that it works. So the government presented a theory that it's, it's impossible to work and that existence was they were dead in the water. First stage of the pandemic response. So when you have an act preparatory to levying war, <clears throat> that's instantly treason in the United States and it's high treason in Canada. And it's something that still exists today. So when I presented that, that would shut down the entire pandemic because the lockdowns were predicated on doing an act of treason. And you can't, you can't do that. It's a no-no. And especially coming from the government, you're, you're liable. So now when I go to present that evidence, the RCMP, they lie. Um, they create a narrative that has nothing to do with the uh, actual conversation I had, which with when I had the compl criminal complaints made, um, which are on YouTube and Rumble, and I also got the audios from them which match what was on there. And the narrative that they put, which is in the court documents that I filed at the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals, um, requesting military <clears throat> assistance under Title 175A, I mean, it, it demonstrates that this is something that should have been dealt with a long time ago. But they didn't. So I ended, they shot me out of detachment. My daughter made her complaint. Um, to her workplace, which the health authority there was using the same things, knowing full well that they shouldn't have been doing that and exposing their workers to more risk, right? And, you know, that that's unacceptable because you can't kill people um, or put them in conditions where you're going to increase the chances that they're going to get killed by a bioweapon or a naturally occurring disease. It's just nonsense. Nobody does that. And then, so we took them to court because they wouldn't let me bring any more information. They started to persecute my daughter and so forth. And so we went into court, um, you know, there's a divorce proceeding on a first appearance and the court hearing for the COVID stuff. And uh, instead of getting inside of the court, um, they said they contact traced my daughter. They said that I was just insane. The places that I reported for crime and the RCMP failed to do their job, so they strapped me to a table and drugged me against my will, arresting me going into the court, and then they took Keisha away. I mean, they threw her down and roughed her up like 
uh, supposedly just for quarantine so that I would snap and I didn't, I prayed. And instead of that, like I was somehow violent because they prayed, right? And all of these things. So they didn't examine me and there were so many things wrong. Um, I got the medical reports. They said I came in the day before and all of these things. So it was evident that they were planning to do this and it was a retaliation. And so while I was being strapped to a bed and drugged and uh, so forth, my youngest daughter, who was already taken unlawfully, was then got full custody to the mother and I was cut off from her as well through the court system. And the court actually directed the RCMP to keep me out of the court. Court sheriff was also involved and there was no mention in the arrest and there was no mention of either Keisha or myself being arrested. Keisha was also cut off with no reason whatsoever. My said my house was sold. The whole divorce was set, settled on a first appearance while he's getting tortured. Doesn't matter where that occurs, that's called human trafficking. That's an aggravated assault torture of two people to take away a child and everything you have. That's peonage and human trafficking for the purposes of exploitation. And that's what they call it in Canada. Um, so you can't do that. And so that's a life sentence involved. And so now you've got all these other crimes going on to conceal this delivery system for the bioweapon. And this is how the, the trafficking begins especially with respect to Keisha. They had to wipe me out financially in order to start trafficking my child. And while I was being tortured is when it really started to get stepped up. She got sexually assaulted and so forth then and got transported across the border shortly after I came out when I was heavily drugged. And uh, still from what God knows what they gave me, um, I knew she had to leave because they were trying to obviously kill me. And uh, I didn't want my daughter to stay in Canada where it's pretty much like China. At least they have the Constitution of the United States where it's harder to do what they did um, because I had a lot of the courts committing fraud um, in a very bad way. And so the court systems were concealing this criminal activity primarily. And we saw a lot of the clerks and the judges working in concert to um, deprive, uh, make sure certain evidence didn't get in front of the judges where they couldn't get away with getting certain things if they had certain evidence in front of them. And this was a pattern that was done. I actually ran statistical analysis on the court actions, three of them, and then can demonstrate that this can be applied to any court. And if you see the same pattern of events, you're seeing the identical things happening. And this is kind of how, and I use such simple statistics that you actually can't manipulate it. It's just so basic, but it's a repeatable pattern. So you've got this and then a whole um, pattern of ideology laid out in the analysis of risk, showing that where this presentation of evidence and the evidence of child and human trafficking are occurring, um, you see the same pattern. And then when you have both of them together, you see an even higher pattern. And so um, we're seeing this across the board. And when Keisha went across the border as an Indian um, on her ancestral homeland, when she has the right of entry across, um, she got arrested and then well, ICE uh, took her and so forth. And she can tell you a little bit more about that. So, Wow. That's wild. That's, That's absolutely wild. wild. I don't even know what to say. Um, Keisha, you want to continue? Yeah. So like you said, I guess I'll start off at the border then. Um, the border agents, they took all my travel documents. They tried to destroy them and they handed me over to uh, immigration. Uh, actually, uh, they drove me from Montana Sweetgrass Port of Entry all the way to Prump, Nevada. That was on October 1st of 2020. But first, actually, they drove me to Arizona, kind of Mexico border. Uh, I don't, with some other people they were going to deport, but finally they drove me to Prump, Nevada which is a maximum security prison for military and immigration detainees. So anyhow, I was there for about seven months. I was paroled March 31st, 2021. While I was there, filed to the Supreme Court of the United States, Ninth Circuit of California, the District Court of Nevada. Uh, immigration, they attempted to deport me a couple times to Canada, but the Canadian government had, the consulate in California had sent them a letter on, they received on March 18, 2021, telling them my status as an Indian. 
said, why is she even in prison to begin with? So I worked for the provincial government in Canada at a maximum security prison for the criminally insane. It was a very vulnerable sector of the government and it was provincial. So I also have no crimes or convictions in any country in the world. So it's like, okay, well, I'm not a criminal and I'm also an Indian. So why am I there? So they received this letter from the Canadian consulate on March 18, 2021. I was released and paroled on March 31st, 2021 by immigration. They paroled me into the United States. Now, they put me on a supervisor program, though, uh, where I had tracking surveillance. I had um, to live with men, uh, single American men that they paroled me to. Um, and I was not allowed to leave the city or the state without permission or even my house at certain times of the day. And I could only work when I was given permission to work. Um, the men that they paroled me to trafficked me around the United States, tried to sell me to military people for sexual and financial exchange, as well as was drugging me, sexually abusing me, um, beating me, holding me gunpoint at many points, uh, many places, districts in the United States. And um, I did not receive assistance for that. And some of these people were known to the police, uh, uh, dangerous criminals that had previous history that I was not aware of until uh, later on when police got involved. Um, and so they, uh, the immigration, they put me in that system and uh, that's it. I ended up dealing with that the last uh, three years. Um, yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, <clears throat> go ahead. Yeah. That is yeah. A, yeah. The, the the one other thing is is that there's there's a few things that really went sideways because ice created the conditions um for her to be trafficked when they put this restrictive conditions which restricted her ability to work and so forth which she should have never been on um because when canada um confirmed her ident indigenous identity they were supposed to let her out outright they had no business taking her she had her identification first they were trying to destroy it and conceal it. That's violations of human trafficking laws on a federal level, and they know this, and they're going ahead and doing it anyway. Secondly, when they tried to sit down and say she tried to enter under Section 289A of um, the Immigration Nationality Act, she didn't do that. She was entering under the J Treaty, which she had a right of entry. J Treaty is covered under Article 6 of the Constitution, which states it's the supreme law of the land. And the fact that they put blood quantum in it is restriction of that just would be like limiting your second amendment and they have a law in the books that actually limits the, the j treaty with blood quantum it should never be there but because people allow that limitation is why we're seeing the restrictions on the constitution because most people are unaware of it and they don't look at immigration but they have a law in a book that allows a restriction of the supreme law of the land which is article six and article six is an extremely portion important part of the Constitution that's being overlooked right now. And it's why Donald Trump is going to get bent over in Georgia and New York, because the states have more power to stop federal encroachment. And the judges in state courts are bound by the Constitution, any federal law or any treaty signed by the United States, right? And the reason being is this, is because each state has two senators, right? And you have equal distribution and any law that gets ratified Every state has a say, and it doesn't matter whether or not you were a part of the original Constitution. When you joined the Union, you accepted the Constitution as is in every article in it. So then if you don't like any laws going forward, then your two senators say, we don't like this and we don't ratify. This is why they have equal votes. The states are all equal when it comes in the Senate, and this is where you have your ability to shut things down that your states don't like. This is not weighted on population or anything. It's just based on the number of states. And this is how you can sort of balance things out where your, your population, heavy population areas don't get to cover everything. So your states have your say. So if you agree to it and the, the majority of the states agree to it, it's too bad, right? Because you should have your, your proper distribution. So now any of those laws or anything that's ratified by Senate, now the judges have an obligation to do so. But state judges are not doing that. 
because state judges are how they're trafficking children and they're violating a lot of laws. They're torturing people. They're allowing this to happen on a state level and the federal government's turning a blind eye. So now when you look at this whole situation, you look at what's being done on a federal level. Yes, that's bad for Donald Trump, but the worst things are going to happen in Georgia and also in New York. And Georgia is like for election interference, Georgia is like pretty much where it came from because the CDC is there and ASHRAE are there. And they're the two responsible for implementing the distribution method of a biological weapon. And it's no surprise that Georgia is coming down to indict him because this is how they took him out. They have the most to lose and this is why they're there. And so that you guarantee you that violation of Article 6 is where they're going to bend them over so that they can start using the Patriot and all him and all the J6ers they've connected them to because that was what their plan was, to use it to shut them out from coming from office. And uh, the states have the ability to do that because they can keep the federal encroachment to protect them from interfering. This The federal government doesn't have the same ability um, to protect themselves from the states because the states are the ones who hold the power. Right. Right. The states do hold the power. That's, yeah, it's kind of been a, a big thing is giving power back to the states, making sure the federal government stays out of it. But the federal government don't like to. Um, Chris, uh, you got anything on that? No, you can already see um, where they're attempting to move the case to the federal government and the states. Like, I don't think so. I don't think so. Either way, um, I hope he gets his day in court. That's all I want to see. But I, I think you're right. There's a reason Georgia. Um, there's a reason Georgia is coming after him hard because there, to me, there in Arizona is the two biggest places where the fraud took place. But Georgia makes and, sense because yeah. you're right. I didn't even think about it. the CDC is there right there in Atlanta. So. Wow. Yeah, there's there's a lot that surrounds Georgia and Arizona. Is that it, it's very interesting. Not only election fraud, but uh you got border issues, you got you got all types of stuff. You know, we I think we were talking was I don't know if it was we were talking to you. I think it was you, Keisha, at uh the tour about the border on the northern side. Mm -hmm. And how we got a lot of problems up there, but people always stay focused to the southern border. Um did you guys now did you say that you brought this forth to the FBI and Department of Homeland Security? Yeah, yes. Keisha can talk about that because she was the one who actually brought it there and she brought it with Lauren as well to the FBI as well. Yeah, so I brought this to I guess you could, I, mean, I guess you could say DHS got this on October 1st of 2020, the first time when I came to Montana Sweetgrass Port of Entry, the American side of course. And then uh, I presented to multiple law enforcement including uh, with uh, Lauren in Indiana. That was the most recent FBI that we'd given it to. Um, and retaliation that we received afterwards just increased. We had to flee from her home. We got persecuted in the court with the judge. I had to call the police in the court um, while we were in the proceeding and tell them that we were being criminally intimidated by the judge um, for me being trying to be a witness with Lauren. And uh, we had to flee Indiana. Now we're in Arizona. Uh, we're actually in a shelter for victims of trafficking at the moment. Um, because of everything that's happened after our last trip to the FBI. Right. Right. Wow. And that's, uh, I mean, even these three letter agencies, you know, the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, but not only that, like human health services. Um, I mean, we, we, we went over not too long ago how they were basically the middlemen on the southern border for trafficking through, through through the southern border it was human health oh, services oh, 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 yes the hhs they're there for laundering money for covid they're there for trafficking on the southern border and they're also funding the state departments of children child services to traffic the children in the states now the case of lauren cup is is like the canary in the coal mine and it's very important and, and it's directly connected to what's 
happening to Donald Trump in this matter. Donald Trump is very much against child trafficking. He also talks right. about election fraud. So Lauren was getting thrown under the bus because of the exposing the child sex trafficking, right? She uncovered two mm -hmm. child sex trafficking rings. They went after her. The prosecutor who actually began to bring the charges was already implicated in the child sex trafficking rings and then maliciously brought the prosecution. Then she was tortured by 22 police officers at gunpoint. And then she was drugged and interrogated by the police, slipping in and out of consciousness while she, she was just wearing a bikini. So, like, I mean, God knows what happened on the way there with 22 men. She's humiliated. She, she was there with her kids. The guy came unarmed, didn't, I mean, un, un, um, he did unannounced. He was in plain clothes. She, she didn't know who he was that was approaching her. So she's probably terrified and so forth, and then gets drugged and questioned and taken to jail. That's torture, no matter which way you look at it. Right. Now, you can't do that. So now they're trying to prosecute her. So then Keisha comes and helps her to go, and they go and complain together. And then they put in the evidence of the treason, which is tied to the human trafficking, and then the level of retaliation against Lauren skyrockets exponentially. Like, it's just the judge loses her mind and starts threatening both Keisha and Lauren. The Keisha called, I said, call the police because the judge is trying to throw you in jail. Tells you to leave, but if you go to leave, they're going to throw you in jail. It's like they're trying to trap you into something so that they can just arrest you. I said, call the police because you need law enforcement to protect you. And so then she gets, then the next day, Lauren gets shut out of court physically by the sheriffs when she has court. And she has a right to go into court, but they shut her out and then they lock the court and then they start to make orders in her absence. Now, that's just a gross violence. You can't do that. That is just straight treason. There's no other word for that. Because when you're using force to now take away someone's constitutional rights, no longer just conspiring, as the grand jury says, decision says the conspiracy to prevent the enforcement of a United States statute is to conspiracy to commit treason by levying war against the United States. Now you're using armed sheriffs in that conspiracy. Now that's that's just force. This is now treason outright. So now the judge has evidence of treason against the United States and human trafficking. Is bound by the sixth Article 6 because it doesn't matter whether it's state law, federal law, or anything like that. You're obligated to deal with it. And the judge consistently violates Article 6 of the Constitution. And this is what's happening on state levels to traffic children. Now, when you see those two things together, now in that case, the two things that Donald Trump is standing against, what now do you think is going to happen to him in Georgia and in New York? They're going to have the same disregard because the state has more power to keep the federal government from interfering in their matters then the federal government has the state. The state can come in and tell the federal government, screw off, right? But the federal government can't do the same thing to the state. So they can bury him in the state courts way worse than they can do in the federal court. And that's exactly what you're going to expect from them. Chris, you think they're going to bury him? I think they're going to try. I think they're going to try. But... Uh... I think, you know, I, I I believe that our creator is going to have the last word in that one. And I think it's going to look, yeah. I've always thought it would look like they were going to take him out. Like he was going to get, it's because, um, you know, how many times have we heard him say, they're not after me, they're after you, I'm only in the way. Well, if I was the enemy, I would try and remove him from the equation. Right. And, and then it would look like we are on our own, that there's nobody out there willing to fight, you know, and that's where I think God comes in. Right. And I, you know, I look at it, obviously, if if you guys know me, Chris, are very heavy into the, uh, I'd say it's called it spiritual realm, but, you know, we're big followers of Jesus, all that uh, and God. And it's just... Um, we believe we're living biblical times and in regards to the human trafficking and everything, it's such a big mess. Like it's obviously the human trafficking is a billion, a billion dollar industry 
and it's it's gaining each and every day it feels like but at the same time it feels like the only thing that can stop any of this at this point is our creator because i mean you got the federal government that's completely corrupt corrupt and then you have state level governments that are corrupt and obviously just in your story alone it, it shows how corrupt not only the three letter agencies but these state level uh in and Canada's. So it's just, I get it. It looks like everything is backed into a corner in regards to the human trafficking, to the election fraud, to, to enduring our freedom once again. And I do believe it's going to take an act of God. And that's why we got to keep praying, especially on all these topics each and every day. We got to bring it down. And that's, that's, uh, that's my biggest thing. I, 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 I'm a firm believer in the Bible. I'm a Christian. And, uh, one of the things that I do see with the Bible is that God works with men and human beings. And a lot of the times, because he respects our free will, um, we make things happen, go further than they need to be because right. we don't trust God. Mm -hmm. Right. But God needs people to stand up like the Daniels, the Elijahs, the, the Mordecais and all of these people that we see. Because it says Elijah is a man of like passions, but yet he called fire down from heaven. He's no different because he's they were doing the same thing that they were doing here over there. And Elijah's just like, you know, you're not going to be raping children and committing treason and doing all of these things. So what did he do? He went in and he trusted God. And what did he do? God honored his his fidelity to him and did something. And mm -hmm. this is really what we need because when we look at what was going on, if people stood up and said no with the January Sixers, they would never got this far with Trump. And this right. is the same situation that we're seeing, say, for example, with Cage's case in the United States, even when I was in the United States. Like, I mean, I got enough court cases down the yang yang where they are saying that, well, you know what? You didn't have enough words on the page. You're getting tortured. So too bad. Even though your republic is being overthrown. Well, if you don't have it, if you have too many words on the page, sorry, they have a right to overthrow your country. That's absolutely absurd. And people that talk about procedure over the Constitution of the United States, either you're completely brainwashed or you're a traitor. Either way, you're allowing treason to continue. Because if you think that it, I don't, I had too many letters on a page, so you can overthrow your country or you should rape a child, child or murder a child, you're absolutely out of your mind. And if you right. were at the time of founding fathers, you would have been quickly tried and punished for treason because mm -hmm. that's exactly what is taking place and people have elevated the judges and the court system to the position of god and they're not and they're clearly outlined in the constitution and what the state courts are doing they're actually unconstitutional and they need to be abolished they have mm -hmm. to be abolished and you don't have to listen to someone who tells you to do something that's in a court against the constitution because what they're telling you to do is commit treason and you have an obligation not to to commit Article Three, violate Article Three, Section Three, and you tell the judge no, right? Like you can't do that. And people need to understand that the power is with them, and that they don't have to. If they're not abiding by the Constitution, they have a right to tell them, and they have an obligation. And law enforcement has an obligation to go in and arrest them, and the people need to start pressuring them to do their job. Right. Yeah, we kind of we kind of talk about that a lot. Um, in regards to, <clears throat> I know there's a lot of lazy people in the in the country that will sit back and just wait for everything. And I I, I get to the standpoint of praying and taking down demonic strongholds and 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 having God guide your path. And and but then then again, we as 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 the United States, we become so stubborn over the years and and fallen away from what we were supposed to be doing and and we you know we fell asleep and we let all these people take the reins and now it's it's god needs the people to stand up and see what's happening and continue to do like you said like what elijah did uh uh use our authority bring down fire from heaven if if that's the case um, we gotta, we gotta do something, but we all have to unite together and understand that there's a massive problem. I don't care about right versus left. Um, I want people that understand the seriousness of what's happening in each department, especially the human trafficking, which is a massive problem. It's not, it's not even a problem. It's, it's a catastrophe. 
It's, it's, um, it's satanic. It's, it's, it's everything Satan wants. And when are we going to use our authority and let God, God, our, God guide our path to bring us down that right, that right, you know, way to go. And I understand with what you guys are going through. Um, I do believe that you feel led to be doing what you're doing in regards to bringing attention to this situation. Is that correct? Well, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like at the end of the day, people have to be shown what's going wrong so that they can know that there's something is going wrong. And a lot of people know that there's something going wrong, but they don't know what to do. Right. Yeah. And when, as in, I read through, especially in the old Testament, it talks about um, Christians making sure that, um, or God's people ensure that judgment is being done in the gate. And this represents the court system. And when you look at Israel, Israel was designed to function without a king, but they needed the court system. And if you look at any branch of the government that you can do without, you can do without every branch of the government except for the court system. Because there's enough of, of laws on the books that people can just interpret the laws in the Constitution and use the court system to continue to function. Because most of the stuff that the government does, people can do themselves. They just got lazy. And the government came in and took the power from them. Because if you look back at the government, it was very small compared to now. But now, because people allowed the government to come in and take these things over time and give them conveniences, the government just took away their power. But you, you don't really necessarily need it. The court system, you need it. Because without the court system, there's no, there's no law and no justice. And so the court is designed for people to put things in check. Because if the government passes something constitutionally, unconstitutional, any person can go in there and say, that's not right. And they go in the court, the court strike it down. And that's really it. You watched what one federal court judge did to Biden's, um, his uh, vaccination program. One federal court judge just shut the whole thing down. So you can see what the power of the court system does, because this is how the people exercise their power. And this is why they've made them so corrupt and plugged them up to keep the people from exercising their rights. And actually, we've actually come up with a way to deal with that. Um, I put out some videos and some of the documents and so forth, because nobody is immune from infringing on Article 3, Section 3. If you're a judge, there's no judicial immunity. That doesn't exist. That's just something they practice and they tell you that they do it and people believe it. But just because you wear a black robe, you don't get to kill people. You don't get to overthrow the country or any of that stuff. You're subject to the law. And I don't care what people say about, oh, it's a corporation, whatever else like that. You're standing in the United States and you commit treason. doesn't matter whether you're an American citizen or you're an alien. You're you're getting punished for crime, and that Constitution says so. And so since you're in the United States, whatever the case may be, you don't have a right to do that. And if you get that evidence and you don't allow it to be investigated, as it is written in the Constitution, and that belongs to the people, then you're a traitor. And then you need to be treated as such. And then there's other constitutional lawful ways for the people to exercise that. When the people start working with God, God is going to work with them. Just read Hebrews 11. Every act of faith was demonstrated by works because your faith is what works. And so when you believe God, you do something. When God told Abraham, get up and go into this country. I'm going to make you a great nation. Abraham didn't see it. He believed God. So what did he do? He went. It never rained. God said to Noah, there's going to be a flood. What did Noah do? He built the ark because that's how he demonstrated that he believed God. His faith was exercised in what he did. So when we believe God that he's going to win, we're going to act like he's going to win and not sit down cowering under the table. And most of the guys that cowering under the table is because they don't believe God. And so right. when we don't believe God, we need to go back to God, especially as men, and ask God for the courage. Gideon was a coward. He was hiding when he was in the threshing floor so people couldn't see him. Where they, was it because where they pressed the grapes and sunk it into the ground. And so he was hiding. And so God fixed his cowardice and he went and did great work for God. And so if you're a coward, just come back to God. He'll fix it for you. That's, That's really right. all I got to say. Yeah, it says, if you, if you love me, you'll obey me. Yes. Uh, simple as that, right? 
and uh and you you can see it in a lot of people a lot of people especially the ones that are giving up right now the ones that say nothing will happen the ones the ones that say it's over that we have no way of turning back there's it's that's that's there's no faith there there's no faith and someone who's not gonna who anybody who's gonna who's gonna have that attitude is not gonna be used by god I'll put it that way. And that's what we got to, that's one of Chris and myself's biggest things is trying to get people into that mode, into that mindset to rely on the creator and he'll guide your path and bring, we can bring all this forth and we can all do it. If we unify as a country, as, as, as people, as humans under our creator, um, man, the things we can accomplish. Yeah. You know, um, what do we always say is number one, that, that, that document, I was just having a conversation with a lady at work today. That document, again, was divinely inspired by God. God guided the four. I'm telling you, that document has God's hands all over it. That's why here in the year 2023, it's the only thing protecting us from being completely enslaved by these people, from them taking over everything. So I've said that the judges, God is going to deal with these people most harshly because of the position they were put in, in, in our system. And the fact that these judges are out here not abiding by the constitution and they're just, they're political activists instead of judges, God is going to deal with them most harshly. I firmly believe that. Mm -hmm. I, I'll, I'll say that yeah, even further, the constitution is the only reason why that there's liberty on planet earth. Yeah. When you look at the way that the Constitution was designed in the United States was designed, it was designed for Christianity to still exist and to protect it until the work was done and God put this down altogether himself. And when you look at it, because there was no nation like this ever that worked. And the only reason how this could work is if you had people that believed in God, because we watched the Republic work out with Rome and it didn't go so well because they were, they worshiped, basically the devil right and so what ended up happening pure tyranny so when you pushed god out of men's hearts this is why we got to where we got to how is this going to get fixed each man has to go back to god because when men began to turn push god of their lives they became tyrannical in their homes when they became tyrannical in their homes their wives didn't want to be with a tyrant ruling over them well who would and then the churches and the nation became tyrannical because God got pushed out of everywhere. So where does God have to come back in? He has to come back into the families because of the building blocks of the churches and the nation. This is why when you look at the Old Testament at the end of the, I used to wonder why it just ended like that in Malachi. When he said, behold, I'll send Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. Let I smite the earth a curse. We knew we talked about John the Baptist, but there's another application because the great and dreadful day is the second coming. So there's something about a work that Elijah did that we have to do as men. And he specifically said turning the heart because he did the work of revival. That's what he did when he was on Mount Carmel. But he specifically said turning the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children of the fathers. When you read in the book of uh, Leviticus, it talked about fathers prostituting their daughters that will sow violence in the land. And it doesn't mean just throwing your daughter into prostitution when the fathers neglect their daughters because fathers are the first parent the child learns to trust. They know their mothers by their heartbeat, but they have to learn to trust their fathers. And when the father doesn't give the daughter the right attention and the love, she's not going to value herself properly. And then she's going to go out and be exploited. And it's usually a lot of the times when the daughter has issues with her father, this happens. So now when the fathers go in and lead their families to God, they are going to rectify and raise their children right and allow the mother to do the job, which is more important than the fathers. But the father has to deal with the external threats that the mother isn't designed to do. Most important job on planet Earth is a mother. Second most important job is the father. And God put the father to protect the family so that the mother can do her job. And when the fathers are not there, then the whole thing falls apart because the mother isn't, we're physically bigger, we're stronger, we can take more punishment. And that's what we're there to do is to protect the family and watch out for the danger so that the mothers can do their job. Can they do some of the same things? Yes, but they shouldn't be taking all of the punishment. That's our job. 
And when you see men running around saying, oh, no, I'm going to let the women do it. No, grab your testicles and, and grab your Bible and get on your knees and ask God for the strength to do it. Right. That's really it. Like, don't make the women do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's the same concept of them destroying the nuclear family It's you know, they there's nothing wrong with like women working. It's just they, they push the the woman out of the household with destroying you know the economy destroying just changing things over time i'm not saying men and women aren't equal um but like you said men are men have a purpose and they're supposed to be the protectors and and you know you, you can see satan working in many different many different ways trying to break break apart the families chris you got anything well yeah how did he do it we talked about it if you're both if if everything is so expensive, if if uh, you have all this stuff out here, both mom and dads now are having to work, and if everybody's struggling just to survive, that's how we got in the mess we're in. Because by struggling to survive, somebody else was talking to your kids. You know, I tell people like we should be having the conversations with our kids, the uncomfortable ones, because the world. If you don't talk to your kids, somebody else is going to. And nine times out of ten, that somebody's probably not going to be somebody you want talking to your kids or telling them and putting them things in their ear. So if I was the devil, I would break up the nuclear family so that, again, somebody else is raising your kids. Mom and dad are struggling to survive because they're both working jobs, i.e., if I want to get information, I don't have time to go look up information on my own. So, oh, there's the media. And then there goes the narrative that they can sell you. So it's a perfect plan. And they did, Israel. They designed it perfectly to destroy the nuclear family because if I can destroy that, then I can destroy society altogether. Yeah, and then you can go and, after the kids with the education, mm -hmm. and then there's no woman at home to make sure the kids are learning the proper things, and next thing you know, you got the schools and the education system raising your kids. Well, what, they, they did this in Babylon, right? They, they took the children away from the parents, and then they indoctrinated them. If yep. you think that being a mother is not the most important job and being a father is not the second most important job. Why do you think the state is taking everything they can to replace you? And right. now that they've destroyed the, the men and essentially made a lot of them act like women Feminized or children yes. and, and so forth and not how to be men. Now they're attacking the women viciously and, and it's like shooting half your army and expecting to win the battle. That's not going to work, and it's not reasonable. And a lot of the guys are standing there watching these women just like, well, that's their problem. No, it's your problem because you're not doing your job. You're trying to have to do two jobs. That's not reasonable. And so the, this is how you destroy a nation without firing a shot, by destroying their families. Yeah, well, Absolutely. look at Adam gave up a rib, Right. When, right. when a man and a woman, when you come together, that's that's like, to me, that's God's way of bringing that whole again, right? The relationship, it should be symbiotic. It should be where we're meant to be together, man and woman. I just, I'm sorry, that's my belief. Um, God wants you to be together, right? Bring life into the world. Bring life into the world. So, um, but they've done a good job of destroying it. And oh, you, yeah. have, you do. You got a lot of fatherless homes. And I will speak from experience. Um, my oldest daughter, a lot of daddy daughter issues because I wasn't always the greatest father. So, um, you know, and thankfully, my two younger uh, daughters didn't get the father that she did when she was younger. That this wasn't there. I just wasn't there. And, um, you know, and you're right. It can happen if if you. If you take the dad out of the equation, you have a lot of fatherless homes in this country, and that's a fact. Yeah. And look at look at what's happened. Look at what's happened. So dad's out of the picture. They're fighting. Mom's working. Dad's working again. It's perfect example of it. it you know, when Hillary said it takes the village, she was not kidding. That's their plan. Mm -hmm. That's their and they showed you through COVID. They literally. Yeah. Tried to take every single one of your parental white rights away, ladies and gentlemen. Look what they're doing in California right now. Did you see that law? 
they passed where if you don't go along with your children, your child's decision to transition, you're going to be accused of child abuse and they will take your kid from you. Human <laughs> trafficking. That, uh, that they've been doing that in Canada. Like Canada was a very re religious society. And then now they're completely godless. So you look at what's happening here and you're, you're seeing, well, California is trending the same direction as everywhere else. And now they have the state legislatures passing laws that they can, and they're building, having trafficking networks so that they can send your children from your state <laughs> to places like California mm -hmm. and traffic them there and then torture and butcher them in California because they said they won't respect any custody agreements or any of that stuff. They'll just steal your child, send them over there and butcher them. Like, Absolutely. I, and your taxpayer dollars are paying for this. Like, I mean, paying for everything, everything yeah. they do. And, and again, the whole trans movement, I've said it on this show is an attack against women. It's an attack against yeah. women. Again, like you said, it's they're trying to remove the mother from the equation. The mother is that's it's it is the most important job, the mom, right? And so it's an attack on women. So not only feminized our men, they're attacking the women in the process too with this whole movement. Right. But yeah. it's it it's it's actually a natural consequence of when you break a man down, he's going to he's going to turn again. He's going to act out. And who's he going to act out against? He's going to act out against the women. This is what happened. And this is why they had to break the men down first. Right. Because when they broke the men down, they are going to naturally turn against the women and the, the families. And this is what happens. And so You've got a lot of these men that are doing nothing, and so they take it out on the women. The last thing that you, most thing that you want, worst thing that you want to have is an emotionally unregulated man. He is the most violent, uncontrollable man, because men has to be dictated by reason. Like, I mean, like we know that we're larger, and if we get angry and lose our minds, bad things can happen. Especially if you you're, you're talking to a woman. It's different if you're talking to men. When you're younger, guys would fight. They would get up. They'd shake hands. Okay, we burned out some energy. You can't do that to your your sister or your 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 wife. It's just not going to work, right? You'll hurt her badly. So you have to walk away and say, "Let me cool down." And that's generally the way the man thinks. But if a man's just emotionally impulsive, he's just going to hit her because he's mm -hmm. got no. Con he's not been disciplined for control. And so when you have a bunch of men like this, what do you think they're going to do? And they're going to have no problem going into a ring and beating the piss out of a woman. Like, why would you even want to do that and say that you're a woman? Like, come on, man. Like, you're nuts. First of all, right. those men shouldn't even be going in there. No. You want to have uh -oh. that stuff? Get get an old transgender league then. But don't yeah, go in right? with the women. They Seriously. don't want that, though. They don't want that, though. They want to make sure the division stays. Yeah, they don't want that, though. I mean, it's the same thing they did with, you know, right versus left, black versus white uh vaccinated versus unvaccinated it's 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 the same playbook just different thing every time and then you start combining them all together well you got mass chaos at that point and that's where we're at we are rome we are, we are why rome. did rome fall the same things you're seeing right now i mean our government's yeah. literally mirrors romans the way the roman government was set up i mean it's almost an exact blueprint and what right. brought Rome down? Gender confusion, the whole social, political, economic upheaval, all the same things. Right, right. So so where do you guys go from here? What's yeah. your, uh, uh, without, I don't know if there's, I don't want you to say anything you don't want to say, but uh, where are you guys headed from here? Well, I mean, for me, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm making a filing in the Supreme Court right away here. Um, it's going to outline all of this stuff um, because of, I mean, 100% of, of all of the courts over the last three and a half years, Canada and the United States have committed crimes and fraud. And honestly, the only constitutionally court that's left is the Supreme Court um, because it's so regulated in the public nature of it is really the only place that it can go in regards to the situation. 
people will see it. It's more public than the other courts. And uh, so we'll be filing there, should be there shortly. Even the Forest Circuit has done that. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's there for the people and we're helping to teach people how to use um, the courts in conjunction with the people who are doing the precinct strategies and the tactical civics to work with the constitutional sheriffs and so forth. And when everybody understands that every portion works kind of together, um, then they'll be able to come together. And the documents that we have, because it's treason, and it covers such a wide variety of things with the human trafficking and the COVID response and anybody harmed by the COVID response, everybody can connect to that information and then start making their criminal complaints and whether the law enforcement does anything. You get a lot of nasty tools that you can use in the in in the court system to make your complaint go up the chain because the government has an obligation to investigate treason and the way that they're systematically even doing the human trafficking it is treason by its nature or how they're implementing it. and so you get all of these things to help people protect themselves and they can connect all together while still doing the same thing, just connecting to the evidence and making their case stronger and everyone can pull together. And it's really what we're trying to focus and teach people to do is so that they, cause getting everybody on the same page isn't gonna work, but if they all connect to the same thing so that they all pull against the same enemy, it'll be a lot more helpful and they can't overcome the might of the people that way. And that's really a gift from God because I didn't do this. God gave it to me, right? He just said, here, maybe you're stupid enough to not, you know, you got a hard head like Peter, but in my hands, it'll be all right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And so my daughter, she'll, she'll talk about the rest because uh, she sounds a lot better than dad. <laughs> Some days, I suppose. Uh, my dad is too modest. Um, yeah, from here, I suppose, yeah, we're continuing to try and speak out about all this stuff and uh, making the court filings. And like I said, I'm currently in a shelter right now, but um, I'll be cooperating as much as I can with uh, the necessary law enforcement to make sure that justice comes not only for myself, but everybody else that's suffering in the system right now, the way that it's been um, abused. And um, actually, like I mentioned earlier about the Karis Project, this is actually my sister here. This is the last time, I, one of the last times I saw her back in Canada. She was 16 months old at the time, and she's four now. We haven't seen her in three years. But Lauren wow. um, and I are here at the shelter, and um, we are, you know, doing what we can. Um, I, I'm a little bit more st stuck in what I can do, but... I'm going to try and I'm going to pray and ask God to open the door for certain things to be done. Like my dad said, there's going into the Supreme Court. So that's going to be very useful going forward as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. If there's, you know, obviously this is a, it's a big subject. It's a big problem. And we, we wish you guys obviously Godspeed, you know, uh, you know, we'll continue to pray for you. We'll continue. I'm sure this community will continue to pray for you and everything you guys go through. Um, if you guys need anything, just let us know. Is there anything, uh, that you want to say before we end this show? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, support, I mean, we have uh, the Karis Project. Um, there's uh, links. You can find us on, on, on Twitter, the Karis Project. They have all the links there. You can find me at, at DJS Richardson. Um, the links that are there, Keisha has her stuff she can tell you about. I mean, support it. We have, uh, you know, forward slash, I mean, switch to USA, save the children is something that we've been using to help people who are uh, wanting to switch the Patriot products to fund, put the money in the hands of people who are trying to help save children and the countries and, uh, you know, the charity and stop funding the people who are trying to kill us. Or, you know, you can come in and if you want to just donate straight so that we can start getting this information into the hands of people and teaching them how to use the court system for themselves because most people are broke. 
and to stop these criminals from stealing your children and so forth, then yeah, we're trying to do that just so that people can know. And then fighting the human and child trafficking because we're working on both sides of the border here because um, that filth needs to stop because God loves the children. And I mean, the Bible says if better for you to throw a millstone around your neck and cast yourself in the sea than to, to harm one of these little ones. So, I mean, it's plain Absolutely. enough right there. Absolutely. Um, what I will say is, and by the way, um, yeah, the reason, like I, I'm not sure if I mentioned earlier, but the reason we're actually here is because, uh, Lauren and I, because the judge, Lori Shine, what she did. So um, please, uh, everybody pray about um, justice coming for what this judge has done um, to Lauren, especially in her family. But uh, I would also say that I think that I tell everybody that God has created us all for a purpose greater than the sum of our experiences. And I do think that, unfortunately, a lot of us um, don't take action because we're scared of uh, reputation or someone dangles a carrot in front of our face. Um, so we think we might get one thing or we are ashamed of what people might potentially know in the event that we speak out of certain things. Like I said, I've been uh, drugged, sexually abused and beaten and held at gunpoint and some things were even recorded and put online. It was brought to my attention, uh, which I was not made aware of, but um, that is out there somewhere accumulating money and I am not willing to look for it. So I, I really don't know. But um, my point is um, that despite all of the things that I've been through and that are out there for people to see and that will further go out more and more as time goes by, I'm doing what I can to fight for freedom because it's about, it's bigger than just us, what's happening in this moment. It's about salvation, not just for us, but for those around us, for everybody watching. And we might be the only person that somebody comes across to experience God and his love and his grace and mercy. And I know that God values and respects our efforts despite what happens to us. And so I would just encourage people that no matter what somebody tries to use against you or what you've done in your past, it doesn't matter. It's circumstance and God is working with you. And I'm fortunate and blessed enough to have a, an amazing father that can help me reason through this, which is even more important because a lot of the women who go through these circumstances blame themselves and they turn inward and they shut down and go further into the abuse themselves. This is engineered for women to actually perpetuate the abuse on themselves further. Um, so I would say to the fathers, please be supportive of your daughters and your sons, uh, your children, and for the people to stand up no matter what you've been through, because God will respect you and he'll bring you through it no matter what. I mean, I'm still in it, but eventually I will not. And I'm still alive, right? So that's right. I mean, yeah, that's right. That's right. Chris, any final words, sir? No, just God bless you both. Um, you know, um, I, I know in the end, you know, God will see you through all of it. And uh, we all together are going to see and do things that we never thought possible when this is all over. And um, we will. I believe that this nation has not seen its last days and that we will restore it and God will restore it. And uh, we will see, We like I said, the best is yet to come. And mm -hmm. just uh, God bless you both. And thank you for coming and sharing with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you all for coming out and, and listening to this show and understanding the importance of what's all the stuff that you don't hear about. Because this, I mean, I know there's, human trafficking that's talked about there's treason there's corruption talked about but you don't get to hear these type of stories you hear it on a massive scale and you don't hear how it's affecting each and every person individually and it's uh you know testimony is a big thing it's a big thing and it's yeah thank you to both of you for coming here and uh sharing this because uh, we we do understand the importance of it and how bad things really are we do and it, it's just good to hear it from uh your perspective as well so people can understand that from a different side than just hearing hearsay so uh we highly appreciate that and obviously we'll continue to pray for you thank you for for everything you guys are doing to push everything forward um just uh let all you guys know tomorrow uh if you want i got some 
I got interviews lined up that'll be on locals. You can hit that join button below if you want to see those. You can go ahead and check those out. The one will be tomorrow at 9 a.m. on locals. Other than that, uh, thank you both again for coming on. And uh, we'll continue to pray for you. And thanks. Thanks for everything. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. See you guys.